0: This episode of Beyond Distribution was recorded live at our GTDC Vendor Summit in Oceanside, California. During this panel session, Frank moderates a conversation focused on the latest technology trends and the many ways distribution empowers sales and adoption. Our panelists today are Marty Bauerlein, Chief Commercial and Consumer Officer for DH, Kirk Robinson, EVP and President of North America for Ingram Micro, Kristen Russell, President, Global ECS for Aero Electronics, and Patrick Zamit, COO of TD Cinex. Enjoy the discussion.
1: This is great. Uh, I'm excited that uh, you know every year we do this, and this, this panel gets uh, great reviews because people in the audience are interested to hear what you all have to say, right? Because as I said earlier, you're leading the largest distributors on the planet, and I could do some quick math, but it's probably, I don't know, well over $100 billion of, of product is flowing through <laughs> the companies that these four folks uh, are helping run. So let me ask each of them, I'm, I'm sure they're well-known, everybody knows who they are, but let me ask each of them to quickly just introduce themselves.
0: I start? Yeah. So Patrick um, um, now one month in the, my new job, CEO, TDCnex, and before I was in charge of Europe and APJ.
2: Hi, everyone. Kristen Russell. I am the global president of the Enterprise Computing Solutions Division at Arrow Electronics.
3: Good morning, everybody. Kirk Robinson. I have responsibility for North America for Ingram Micro.
4: Hi, everyone. Marty Bauerlein, Chief Commercial and Consumer Officer at DNH. So, Kristen, let me start with you. Hmm. So, um, you know, as you and I have talked before,
1: you came out of sort of the end-user world, right? Yeah. You spent time as a CIO, and you've got you know, very significant experience in that space. Um, clearly, the pace of innovation is is accelerating and will continue to accelerate. Um, what types of services and support do distributors need to provide in order to support that that pace? Right. In other words, what services are are going to be needed as we continue to, you know, see this innovation?
2: Yeah, great, Frank. So yeah, I have spent um, my time in technology in a lot of different types of roles. Um, I was a CIO, I'm a recovering CIO. I don't know what stage I'm at in that process, but, um, and uh, you're right, it is changing so much. But what I love about distribution in particular is that we have a really privileged place in the market because we sit between the makers of technology those that are innovating new technologies, and those that can enable that technology for end user outcomes and business outcomes. And I think that it's a fabulous place to be because we get to see the entire ecosystem and really evaluate how we can actually lessen that complexity for both suppliers and for channel partners. And for me, it comes down to really three things, um, people, products, and platform. So, we're in a relationship business and when I was a CIO, I used to say that I bought from my friends, right, because your friends, you know, they were trusted advisors, they had your back, they understood what you were struggling with, and I think from a distribution perspective, we can never lose sight of the fact that we're in a people business. And that means that we have to stay close to our suppliers and our channel partners understand what they're going through provide the technical expertise to be able to help them to get products out to market and then for channel partners to be able to solve that complexity from a product standpoint at Aero we really focus on the high end of enterprise IT and we do that so that we can have a very broad portfolio of products that work together everything is technology is not becoming less sim- less you know complicated it's becoming much more complicated and so it's multi solution environment so we have to be really thoughtful about how products work together and then services what are the services that we need to provide and and I'm sure my colleagues would say the same but we're being asked as distributors to get more involved in a lot of services in the go to market value chain everything from marketing as a service to lead gen to of course, distribution, integration, support services, renewals. So we need to be thinking about that. And then lastly, platform. You know, this is the digital era, era, and I like to think about at Aero, we have a platform called Aerosphere, and it's it's not just a marketplace, right? Because a marketplace, people need to know what they're wanting to buy. And because of the complexity of technology. I really think about the digital distribution platforms of the future have to be almost digital workbenches, Mm -hmm. right? For people to come in and really figure out what products to find and buy and manage through a digital uh, platform.
1: Yep, good. Uh, Patrick, first of all, congratulations on the new role. Um, As you mentioned, your previous role was running uh, AMIA and APJ. And obviously, you know, over the last couple of years, you've been dealing in that part of the world with, you know, very significant and difficult macroeconomic issues, and you know, particularly in the European theater. So what actions since so obviously as part of dealing with that, you probably have a viewpoint on what actions distributors can take to help suppliers and their customers operate in that type of you know, unstable environment, if you will, or, 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 you know, tough, difficult environment.
0: Yeah, I would add that we have also the geopolitical issues. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Middle East and uh, Ukraine. So so, yeah, I wanted to look at the the last three years, in fact, and um, when, when I was reflecting on, on the question, I remember when the, you know, when the the whole whole Europe went on lockdown, what was the first action we took? And in fact, the first request from customers was, can you help us financially? Mm. It was about credit, financing, Mm. and the vendors had the same concern. How do we make sure that we are not going to lose, in particular, the whole SMB reseller space? So I think, I mean, the first action we took at the time was really to put in place um, extended payment terms, new financing means so that, indeed, we could secure that, that customer base, with some help, by the way, from the vendors, and it worked very well. The second thing which came then was, can you help me on my cost structure? And I agree that uh, again, I mean, f- to help, uh, so we can scale, we have the, we can scale. And it's true that what we see is that the resellers are, um, or the partners are refocusing. And so there are a few tasks which are not core cool to them which they would like to outsource to us. So again, that's the second thing we, we, where we can play, we have played a role and will continue to play a role is all around operational excellence, okay? And so that's the second thing. But then the third thing is, so we know what happened during those three years. I mean, uh, endpoint went through the roof. Last year, we had the correction. Infrastructure struggled much more. I mean, we had a fantastic year last year, on the other hand. So, but because of the richness of technology, I mean, um, what the partners have asked for is, where should I invest for the future? And that's where I think distribution always plays a key role. I mean, we have the chance we play end to end. We have access to all the technologies. We have a good visibility on what technologies are going to have momentum. And basically what we did during those three years is help um, our partners to diversify a little bit their business. And um, so enablement and so on, that's a core competency for us. And that made a big difference.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting, you know, as we continue this evolution and continue the digital distribution, a lot of it still comes ba- back to financing and credit and some of the basics that your customers need and have needed for a long time, right? And, it, and that kind of fuels sure. the industry, frankly. Uh, so Kirk, you've served uh, as Ingo Michael's North America president for quite some time, um, which is a good thing. And, uh, got a lot of experience in the space. You've seen a lot of you know, ups and downs, right? Yep. Uh, 23 was clearly a, a challenging year, right? And yep. Patrick kind of mentioned it because we had seen you know, huge upswings. And then you know, we've, we've seen, a, regardless of what the overall growth was, we know there were certain areas that were really challenged and some, some that you know, weren't. So as you looked into your you know, crystal ball for 2024, and obviously you've seen a lot of you know, what we talked about today. Yep. But how are you feeling about that?
3: Think if you look at the industry trends more partners are moving towards digital transformation adopting advanced solutions which is great because it gives the partners the ability to expand their services offerings down to their end customer. And when you look at that I think there's a couple of things that we can all do distributors and vendors to help our partners one of them is how do we help them become more of a strategic partner with their end customer. How do we help them deliver value that goes way beyond the classic IT support? The second one is, how do we help them focus on business outcomes? If we do that, I think we all prosper. So whether a partner is focused on classic lines like networking and security, hybrid cloud, data center, or if they're looking at some of the new areas we've looked at today, AI, machine learning, automation, They are still the difference maker in the ecosystem. From the end customer, the partner, distributor, the vendor. And right now I would say they're more valued than ever by the corporations they work with, big or small. Mm -hmm. And they're also getting a lot of attention from the vendor community, from their peers, and from PE firms. Because they're driving more and more of their business to ARR and MRR and becoming more profitable. So I think when you wrap all that up, that's the opportunity for vendors and distributors in 2024, and I think there's mutual growth for all of us in that and beyond.
1: Yeah, it was certainly encouraging to hear some of the, you know, some of the data, you know, some of the some of the uh, experts who, you know, survey customers and, and what they're seeing. So that's good. So Marty, congratulations to you in Thank your you, new Frank. role. Um, so since you've taken the role, I know you've gone out on a listening tour. Right, I've, For I've sure. gone out and talked to your, to your customers to get their view on what do they think, how are they feeling. So i would be interesting, interesting to hear what you hear from your uh, partners, your customers, and also you know, what are the, some of the maybe headwinds that might be out
4: yeah. there. Yeah. You know? So first, Frank, I want to give you a compliment. Oh, because, great. Uh, I love tw- that. 24 <laughs> years ago, um, I met Frank in uh, Palm Springs, and uh, you were an amazing advocate for mm-hmm. the channel back then, and you still are. 100%. And you know you're calling yourself elderly, but I would say you don't let the old man in. But <laughs> well, thank you very then, much. Yeah. I appreciate that. So um, I would say, from my conversations, opportunities. Obviously, you guys have heard all of them. AI is is huge. Uh, Windows 11 refresh and cybersecurity. Those are the top three. Um, I actually spoke with a uh, managed service provider on Monday in Tampa and they are $40 million MSP wow. and 95% of their revenue is recurring. And I asked them some questions, you know, I said, you know, where are your largest labor costs, right? And they said it was in level one and level two support. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how are you going to leverage AI um, in your business? And what they said is they would like in the next three to five years and they were willing to spend $10 million to have virtual assistants literally talk to their customers when they call in for level one support, mm-hmm. and level two support. And I said, well, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna eliminate roles? He said, yes, we are definitely gonna eliminate roles, but we will make so much more money that it's going to allow us to go buy more MSPs. So I see a huge mm-hmm. consolidation that could happen in the market yeah. uh, because of AI. Um, second, the, the Windows uh, 11 refresh, you know that's gonna be huge for us. Yep. Um, you know, if you look at the market right now, yes, it's it's been down substantially. So we're all kind of hoping, as a group, that that comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you know, when the advanced solutions business is kicking in and the um, uh, endpoint business is kicking in, it's goodness for all of us in this room. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that coming back. And then finally, cybersecurity. Um, I actually spoke with Bob Bukowski, who um, yep. Dave mentioned earlier. He's on five boards, and I asked him uh, last week, uh, I talked to him almost every week. He's my mentor, and I said, hey, Bob, you know what are the big topics in, in board discussions? And number one is cybersecurity. It's not AI, hmm. it's, it's literally cybersecurity, and I think there's still huge opportunity for consulting services around um, cybersecurity. And if you look at um, you know, public companies, some of them in this room, um, and you read their 10Ks, there's been attacks. And they have to divulge these publicly um, through their 10Ks, and you'd be very surprised when you read through there and you dig in on the 100-page 10Ks, and you find that there's phishing and cyber attacks in many of the public companies right now. So they have to get that straight before and, and maybe use AI to help out. Um, from a headwind standpoint, um, I would say it was mentioned earlier, it's, you know, if we're going to go into a recession and, you know, if the, uh, CIOs of these large organizations decide to go in neutral, um, that's going to impact all the growth rates that we're looking forward to. And you'll, you know, see guys like Gordon Lord in the back driving an Uber on the weekend. (laughs) So that's it. Well I think um,
1: you know as Crawford said what what's happening is the the gap between you know GDP and IT you know sort of growth has kind of stabilized and and there might be just enough going on with what you know with the opportunities that we may be immune to some degree uh, now obviously if there's some big macroeconomic event I mean as I said we you know we sat here in the in the uh, uh, September of because that's when we did our event September 2019 mm-hmm. and we're all sitting here talking about what we thought was going to happen and you know six months later we have a global pandemic and y- yeah. you could not have you you could not have planned for that you just just something you can't plan for so I do think that the headwinds to me are probably macroeconomic kinds of things you know it's stuff that sure. as we sit here we're not like hmm, what else could happen right what what what. More, what a war could break out, or something, which is which is scary. But right. um, so, Kristen, going back to you, one of the things that we talked about a little bit here was you know emerging vendors, yeah. and that's the lifeblood of you know kind of what we're doing here. And you know we all can sit there and think about, oh geez, I should have invested in <laughs> Palo Alto when they were just <laughs> starting out, or, or you know NetApp, or you know one of the other companies um, that we've seen have tremendous growth. And so clearly, um, I think it's important. And Dave mentioned it, and we work closely with Dave, as I know mm-hmm. everybody in this panel does. But he mentioned um, how we really have to think about what can distributors do to effectively support those, you know, emerging companies, and maybe think about them differently—a little bit differently mm-hmm. than what you do for the traditional, you know, vendors that have been in place for a while, working with us. Where, yeah. What are your thoughts, Dave?
2: Yeah, I'm really glad you asked this question because I think. Um, a lot of tech vendors start in the US, right? And so their go-to plan for go-to-market is to go direct in the US, and then they think about distribution as they go for rest of world. And what I'm seeing is is that the amount of competition and the need to scale and get to market quickly is actually forcing a lot of those emerging vendors to say, hey, I need to think about an off-payroll you know, supercharger multi, you know, multiple force into my go to market, which is distribution. And so I think that that's happening, that demand is happening to us. What I think that um, we need to do is to think about them differently. And just to be totally transparent, I think at Arrow, we actually struggled with this for a lot of years because our scale would kind of suffocate those emerging vendors. They wouldn't really know how to work in our systems and processes we didn't really know how to scale down to help support them. And so, and I think Dan talked about this maybe earlier, but about a year ago we started a totally new program called Accelerate and Sandy Fryer, are you out there in the audience? Okay, she's, ra- ra- she's kind of raising her hand. Um, so Sandy runs this program for us because it was about how do we need to think about emerging suppliers differently and vendors and what kind of almost customized types of programs can we put in place to support them in their unique time and maturity. And so that's been a really um, big aha for us is that we can provide a lot of value again back to our wheelhouse of getting their products into markets that are difficult to serve directly or that where they need scale. We can do that but we needed to think differently about how to support them and really meet them where they're at versus trying to force those emerging vendors to come into big distribution and and try to flex to us. So we need to, to flex to them and we had a great conversation last night about this as well because there's some amazing new tech that's out there that we need to be able to help get into channel partners hands so that they can create new solutions and drive business outcomes for their end user customers.
1: Yeah, you know what it reminds me of, um, you know, having worked for three pretty big companies over the years uh, who always were very good at selling into the enterprise they all wanted to sell into SMB, right? Everybody wants to sell in SMB. And so what you would do is take an enterprise program and dumb it down, yeah. sell into MFP. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Versus building a program up from exactly. the bottom, right? right. And it kind of reminds totally. me of that as you were going through it, that's what I was thinking about. That, and that's not the approach. You know, you've yeah. got to approach it differently because they are differently. Uh, one of the things we try to do, by the way, on these panels is I try not to ask the same question of everybody because then you get a lot of, well, as somebody said, But if any of you guys wanna jump in on any of these questions, then just add anything, just feel free to do that, right? Um, So Patrick, um, one of the, and this was interesting, and I didn't know this before I wrote this question, but when Crawford showed um, the the, the emergence of, or the continued emergence of, uh, you know, as a service and consumption models, it's a great example of how you know, the business is just changing, and not just from a technology standpoint, from, you know, a process standpoint and the way technology is delivered and the way customers want uh, technology to be delivered. And I know all the distributors here have been working on that for a while and this whole on-prem, off-prem kind of thing, but um, what does this transition mean for distributors and how can you support you know these changes because they're happening, and they're happening because customers want them to happen, which means
0: we've got to react to it. You know, I'm going to start with a story. So I, I'm just eight years in IT distribution at the time. I was at Avnet, and very happily on the component side. So Rick Amada, CEO at the time, says, "Patrick, you need to move on the IT side, and so on." So I was a little bit reluctant. Gave me a report on cloud and all the prospects. So I said, "Okay, let's go." So obviously, first thing is I go meet with our key vendors. It was very interesting at the time. Every key vendor told me the same message. I mean, you're a hardware distributor, you have no future. So that was a very welcoming message. I went back home <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and, and wanted uh, immediately uh, my job back, the old one. Uh, so anyway, eight years later, uh, it's very clear. So discussions today are very different. I mean. All vendors moving to a subscription consumption model, want to jump on our platforms, and are asking us, how can you help us move from our traditional distribution model to a subscription consumption based model. Um, and I think one of the key capabilities of all of us uh, here is our ability to transform and adjust to the new market realities. Mm. I mean, um, all those new technologies, so you take hybrid cloud, you take cybersecurity, you take AI now, um, are all require, requiring new go-to markets, new value proposition, and even new operating models. I mean, again, the best example is the platforms we've developed to support the uh, consumption model, the billing models, and so on. So, I mean, this is a key strength for us, and we are, really leveraging it. AI is the new kid on the block. I I mean, last year we thought it would be metaverse. Let's see how it it evolves. I'm a little bit more confident with AI. Clearly, I think Copilot in particular is going to probably uh, drive mass adoption of AI. But here again, I mean, uh, we've developed an enablement program called Destination AI, just to take an example. And um, I mean, we are all consistently developing i mean uh, what is required for our partners to be em- enabled and win and most important for our vendors to take the products to market and again we've shown that we've been able to do it consistently and uh, whatever the technology is
1: yeah that's for sure and that's that's part that's clearly been part of the evolution so kirk there's been a lot of discussion i i talked about it you know in my opening and we've continued to talk about it but this whole notion of distributor hosted platforms and marketplaces, um, but, but clearly a major investment. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, uh, so I t- mentioned earlier what kinds of revenues you guys are collectively driving. It would be really interesting to understand what kind of investments, <laughs> the size of the investments you've made, because I know they're significant, right? Go first. Uh, yeah, massive <laughs> investment um, in, in, in your platforms and the support that they provide. But um, as, you, as you think about it, what, what advantages do you see ultimately for your customers a,
3: and obviously for the suppliers yeah. too that you know, uh, get to the, through the customers? Very relevant question. Mm-hmm. I would say a platform that can take a partner from a transaction to a meaningful interaction mm-hmm. is gonna win. Mm-hmm. So Ingram Micro's platform experience, advantage. We're looking at enabling our vendor partners and our customers with timely data insights for our partners. It's also automated quoting, automated ordering. All of this is to take the complexity out of our business. Mm -hmm. That's one thing in our industry over the years, Mm -hmm. it gets more complex as was mentioned. So we're very focused on how can we simplify that through all the things we're hearing about today, an example. Talked to a customer who was out visiting their end customer. And in the course of the conversation, they said, hey, we need to refresh laptops. First, I was thrilled to hear that. But it was shy of the number I needed. But anyhow, (laughs) he got his phone out, went onto the Expandage app, looked up the customer, found the model, the configuration, and gave him a quote on the spot. So how do we take the time and the complexity out and replace it with more intelligent conversations with our partners and, and customers on how to grow the business. So, what we're looking at is bringing a B two C experience to the B two B environment.
1: Mm-hmm. And over time, that that ends up scaling all the way through, right? From end user customer, start there through you know supplier through solution provider back down. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's a pretty big deal. And and. That's sort of the promise. And so, you know, what will be interesting is uh, when we get here together next year and we talk about what progress we've made, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, as the year unfolds, how quickly we begin to get there because it's, you know, it's, it, it's got to have the return on investment that, you know, you guys are
3: all making, right? <laughs> Very significant returns. Next year, I'll get into the dollar amounts of investment. Okay, great. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs>
1: You'll be, you'll be allowed to at that yeah. point? Yeah, okay. But I think, um, I mean, to the well,
2: point, right. I, I think the thing that I'd add is that for channel partners, I mean, this whole subscription economy, you know, as consumers, we think of it as like, what's the big deal? We order from Amazon all the time. But it's actually, as many of you know, super complex for a channel partner to be able to deliver that single bill based on different units, different <laughs> metrics, and then say, okay, here's your bill. So that's where we can help and and in many ways our investment in our platforms are you know have extended to the channel partners right so that you can actually leverage the investment that we have off of our platforms to be able to white label and then deliver your services through our platforms to your end users so it's it's a really big game changer i think in terms of the role of distribution yeah. of not being a hardware product schlepper anymore, but we are actually the trusted advisor for you to help grow your business in a more elegant way.
1: Yeah, one of the, um, one of the areas that I've gotten most fired up on uh, over the last couple of years is there's a few so-called industry analysts that run around talking about <laughs> uh, the role of distribution. Um, and, and, and what they tend to do is think about it from that standpoint, is they tend to think about it from the standpoint of not B2B, but B2C. And you're right. We all have experiences. We could go right now and order something on Amazon, and by the time I fly home, you know, uh, tomorrow it'll be there, right? Um, But think about it. You got to think about it from a business standpoint, and how much more complicated it really is. And there has to be more to it than than just that, right? And that's the piece that sometimes people don't get relative to what you guys all do, right? And we can put a chart up, and it'll make your eyes glaze over because there'll be 400 things that you do for sure um, but the fact of the matter is it's all being done on a regular basis uh, automated at scale and that's the piece that I think people have to understand and platforms I think will help do that over time which is which is great Absolutely. definitely so Marty we've seen obviously over the last um, you know number of years but the hardware volumes have decreased and you know the services and software uh, have, have definitely increased to the point where I actually think it's overtaken when you when you do the overall math. When I think I look at the, I think the IDC guys told me recently, when you look at the distributor panel data that comes in, last year it was, I think, $78 billion in, in the US. Uh, I think the hardware is less than 50% now, right? right. I think that's right, Eric, right? Um, so based on that, what services you know, do you feel are needed to effectively support your, 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 your customers and, and their customers? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's not just about anymore, you know, delivering yeah. a box, right? Obviously.
4: For sure. But I do think the, the basics you were talking about before, Frank, are important. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if you screw up the transaction, right. we are the caretaker of the customer's image. Yep. So you can't even get to a services conversation mm-hmm. unless you're doing all that stuff well and I think all of us do a great job at that and I think your coverage models are very important as well and credit downstream mm-hmm. credit. So once you have all those perfect right. I think it's uh, you could start having the services conversation. So you know outside of cloud which we've right. talked about that you right. know orchestration and automation and making sure that we have services around that. I think what I'm seeing now is us helping our partners incubate a practice Mm. right Um, and I think all of us do a pretty good job of it Um, and you know we have a lot of SMB's in mid market um, companies come to us and they say listen we want to get into security you know what do you guys know how do you help us build a practice so we have a methodology on that we call it aim assess implement and manage so we assess what they need to do Uh, do they buy a practice build a practice do they borrow a practice. You know, depending on how much money that they want to um, spend. And then, you know, we get them connected with the right vendors. Yep. And then what we try to do is put that, put that business into a managed service or a cloud environment. Um, that's one, and that's big for us. Um, the second one is marketing services. We're definitely seeing a surge, like at the end of the day, listen, you know, our role is we're the connective tissue between, you know, the vendors and the, and the resellers. Mm-hmm. So outside of the events uh, like partner and um and the ETN and all that we um, I think what we're trying to really do is help tee up syndicated content for um, our vars through our vendor partners that's automated. Mm-hmm. So how do we get more automated marketing messages out there Anthony Graziano has a program or a platform um, that we have called market shift where we tee up a vendor solution. And our partners can actually white label that and send it out to theirs. Yeah. So that's a big one too. And then um, third party logistics for our vendors. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, and actually, you know, Kirk, uh, when we were slinging 3Com NIC cards, trying to make spiffs back in 1995 at Ingram. (laughs) um, You know, they, uh, they built an unbelievable 3PL platform and ended up selling it a few years ago. And that's still big. I mean, for DNH right now, that business is growing in leaps and bounds. So that's a service that we're providing to our vendors. Our vendors still do direct business. They have a .com um, uh, motion in many cases, and we're the logistics experts, and we can help them take costs out of their model Mm -hmm. by moving to a 3PL environment. And um, CPFR, we help them with the planning, we help them with uh, replenishment. And um, that's a big deal um, in our business, and I think there's a lot of money to be made, and costs to be taken out of our vendors' models with that. Well, the comment about Spiff warm, warms my heart because I love having that comment,
1: yeah. uh, having that uh, conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. Three C <laughs> <laughs> <PK>. five O <laughs> nine D thousand PK
4: exactly
1: you remember <laughs> um, yeah so and the other thing I, I I'll comment on because uh, I spent a couple years uh, at a solution provider, and I'll tell you I underestimated at. As a vendor executive, particularly one that you know tried to spend time with their partners, you think you really understand that environment. And what I realized very quickly is I really didn't understand that Mm. environment, at least not at the level you needed at the business level. And the comment you made about um, helping start practices and invest in practices—we underestimate what that really is. So you take a—you know—in my case, it was a hundred and twenty million dollar solution provider it was tough to figure out how we were gonna go get a half a million dollars to invest in two certified security experts to help us build out our our MSSP. It it was a major investment. I mean, you know, and so um, that service that you all are now beginning to provide, beyond the financing, right, that that you mentioned, Patrick, but just the, the expertise to help them get started, is a really big deal. Yeah. It's a really yeah. big deal, and I think it's underestimated, frankly, by the by the supplier community. You know, uh, at least in my sense, it is. Um, okay. Any other comments on any of that? Because I've got one last question that I will ask all of you, um, and and that's really this. So, um, what do what do you all want and need from the suppliers in this room? Right. What, what, what's, what's important
4: to you? What message do you want to kind of provide them? You want to start? I'll take it okay. first. Uh, automation. You know, work with us on connectivity, on APIs. And then I would say the other one, just to keep it simple, is a very predictable and in, in, um, speed to market from special bid processes and pricing. Um, a lot of our vendors that are slow lose out on opportunities. Um, and some of the direct folks, um, that are not in this room are very fast um, at doing that. So we as a collective you know, group lose business because sometimes we're not fast enough. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would ask of the vendors. Automation and speed um, is very important in our business. Um, because there's an end user waiting on the other end and typically there's three or four solution providers that are actually working on the same deal.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Cook? That's great.
3: I would say number one API connections. That, that's the key for where we're at right now. And the second one that we always tell our partners is if you're ever coming against a hurdle or you're struggling in an area, reach out to your distributor. We all enjoy those articles that come out on the disintermediation of, of <laughs> distribution. <laughs> whether it was the internet, the cloud, or whatever else, and look for at sure. the combined size. And it's because we focus on how can we take the problems away from you and how can we take them away from our partners. Yeah.
2: So I'll I'll, kind of move up Maslow a little bit to self-actualization, and and it's it's really about aligning self-interest on a strategy around how you're going to use distribution, because I I love what you said, what you both said. It's that's absolutely what we need, but I think it starts with what is the relationship? How are you using distribution to go faster and scale your business? And then let's get together and really understanding that so that we can develop the right program for you. And you can develop the right program internally to be able to use distribution. It requires thoughtful practice and process and strategy from both sides for it to be wildly successful. And I think we all would agree there are suppliers out there that get that, that they just are like burning up the market because they're using distribution in the way that distribution is supposed to be used. In many ways that are are not the typical ways that has have distribution has been used, but that is because mm-hmm. it's a it's a process around a symbiotic relationship and strategy where there's aligned self-interest and it really can be win-win.
1: Yep. yep. Patrick.
0: For me it's early visibility on your product roadmaps and requirements to take your products to market. Because we've all so AI is a good example. That's going to change a lot of things in the spec for your products and what you need from us to be successful and spread your products into the market. Early notice, I mean, enable early visibility is going to enable us to adjust our go to market and value prop for you. And look for example, what happened with the platform, okay? Um, It took us some time to get to proper platform, so the earlier the better. Yep.
1: Yeah, well, that's great. Look, uh, and I'll end with this, and I said this, we had a session yesterday with the um, with some vendors and the CFOs from the vendors, as well as the CFOs from the distributors. Uh, and we got in a room for about three or four hours yesterday and the idea was to help educate, you know, the, the uh, folks in the supplier community that don't spend as much time, right? right? And I said there, and I'll say it again, and I've been saying for years, the, the, the one question or the one thing that none of the folks in, on this panel and certainly any other distributor folks in the room want to ever hear um, from one of the suppliers is gee I didn't know you did that Yeah. and it, it comes up all the time is geez I didn't know you did that and so to Kirk's point ask <laughs> get engaged you know if you got a problem you're trying to solve get in, in the room and start talking to your distributor what you're going to find is they've probably built out a practice or a process that will solve it or have enough uh, built out already that they can then just you know customize it so that to me is a key deal So look, I want to uh, thank everybody uh, for coming.